Welcome to the AEM Education and Training Podcast from the Society of Academic Emergency Medicine and the AEM Education and Training Journal. I'm your host, Dr. Kita Pensa, and this is what we've got for you today. Recruitment of underrepresented minorities in emergency medicine is a topic of high interest. And today we have a new study from AEM Education and Training entitled, I'd Rather See Action, Application and Recruitment Experiences of Underrepresented in Emergency Medicine Trainees. Lead author, Dr. Michelle Suh, is here to discuss it with us. Dr. Suh is a medical education fellow in the section of emergency medicine at the University of Chicago. Her research interests focus on care of justice-involved populations, diversity and race in medicine, and psychological safety in medical learners. She is a graduate of Harvard University and completed her medical school and training at the Baylor College of Medicine. We're excited to have her here with us to discuss this important paper. Don't forget to read the full text of this article, available open access for a limited time from the publisher. Dr. Suh, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much. It's exciting to be here. So let's start with the background. I think most listeners will appreciate that there have been, um, at least in the last few years, the beginnings of efforts to improve the recruitment of uh, ethnic and racial minorities into the specialty of emergency medicine. Where were we before that? And, and can you talk a little bit about the data we have about those recruitment efforts? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first and foremost, it's important to acknowledge that, you know, this has been work that people of color and allies have been doing for an extremely long time, um, even before it kind of, quote, hit the mainstream. And so I think taking a step back, even outside of EM in medicine and healthcare overall, like there have always been calls for diversity among communities of color. Mm -hmm. I think probably in more recent memory, um, CORD, the Council of Residency Directors, had issued a series of recommendations in 2008 that kind of served as a springboard, shall we say, for what we would consider now to be kind of the more modern DEI recruiting toolbox about, you know, adopting holistic review or engaging national associations like SMMA or focusing on faculty of color and representation at that level. So, it sounds like there is less data out there on the actual perspectives of recruited underrepresented minority trainees, uh, their perspectives and their experiences, and the factors that affected their rank list. So what do we know about that so far? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and one that kind of led to our study. I think most of the literature there, you're right, is mostly from the program perspective and interventions that they enacted. I think from the URM trainee um, perspective, there really isn't a lot. There was kind of a survey article more recently that kind of focused on, you know, what did applicants rank as issues like most important to them. Um, and, you know, a lot of the answers were similar about, you know, program diversity, program commitment to the underserved and kind of the surrounding community or neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But that kind of felt incomplete from our perspective. So what questions were you hoping to answer with your study? Yeah, I think Overall, we really just wanted to hear from the URM residents and capture their voices more fully. I think we were interested in the factors that went into their decision to both apply and rank emergency medicine residencies. All right. So tell us a little bit more about your study design and your methods. 
So we had chosen to do a qualitative format, which, you know, I think there's some topics that are hard to explore in a, you know, one most likely, five least likely format. And I think topics of diversity, equity, inclusion are are some of those. And so we had recruited a class that had undergone the virtual interviewing cycle right after the summer of 2020. Um, And so we kind of reached out to the class in our program and conducted a series of semi-structured interviews. Okay. So uh, you invited all 15 junior residents of a single residency class that had participated in a virtual interview season after the summer of 2020 to participate in these semi-structured interviews and 10 accepted. So can you tell us about the characteristics of these study participants? So, you know, I think we were lucky that our program actually is majority underrepresented. So 30% Black and 30% Hispanic residents, as well as 25% Asian and Pacific Islanders, which I would caveat. I know that um, Asian and Pacific Islanders are not traditionally considered underrepresented, but I'd argue that these are important rep- perspectives because they are less represented in EM compared to medicine overall. And, you know, they do have experiences as people of color. For our specific study sample, we had about 60% Black residents, one um, Hispanic, and then about like two um, Asian American residents, and then about 40% identified from being an immigrant background and 30% identified as being first generation. Okay. So your analysis centered on the unique experiences of participants uh, related to DEI in the residency application and the re- and the recruitment process. So, uh, what major themes did you identify in your results? Mm-hmm. So, you know, once we kind of did an analysis of the um, data, we kind of came upon three major themes. The first one being authenticity, mostly of like the DEI efforts, and then the second theme being about representation and the feeling of belonging or feeling seen throughout the department. And then the third was the idea of being treated as a learner first rather than being othered. Okay. So can we talk about uh, each of them? Let's start with authenticity. Can you give us some examples of responses that highlighted that theme? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, authenticity kind of reminiscent of the Supreme Court it's hard to define, but you know it when you see it or when you feel it. And so I think it's important to keep in mind, this was a class that had just gone through the summer of 2020 with Mm -hmm. the murder of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matters protest. And so, you know, a common refrain we heard was, you know, everyone was trotting out their diversity days and their DEI spreadsheets, but a lot of it felt like this is just something we have to be doing. It's not actually what we want to do or what we feel should be done. Mm. Okay. Um, how about, uh, representation? Yeah, I think representation really is about, do I feel like there are people who look like me and would have similar experiences to me and are they in this program and thriving, not just surviving? And so a lot of times they talked about looking for participants of similar backgrounds, whether it was gender or race or sexual orientation and asking them, you know, off the Zoom, kind of one of the quotes was, quote, can you spill the tea (laughs) Um, and talk to me about genuinely, like, how has your experience been? Do you feel supported? If you're experiencing a microaggression as a racial minority, like, do you Mm -hmm. feel like your program leadership understands? Are they going to be able to back you up? Okay. And how about 
being an other versus being a learner? Yeah, I think the idea of being treated um, as an other and also like being seen as a learner is something that kind of can get lost in our haste to, you know, share about DEI efforts. It's important to note that when we were interviewing these participants and asking just generally off the bat, what were you looking for in an EM residency? Although a lot of them did talk about wanting to see DEI and representation, almost all of their answers also included what we would consider the more traditional factors of, you know, clinical acuity, we want to feel supported by our program leadership. I want to be able to graduate and know that I am a competent emergency medicine physician. I think that third theme about being othered and not being viewed as a learner comes from um, the feeling of like an extra second job as being the head of the DEI committee in residency, in addition to just learning how to be a resident. We know that residency is a full-time position. There was actually a quote from someone who they were talking about, you know, I would interview at these programs, they'd put their hopes and dreams on me, and they'd talk about all the stuff they wanted me to do. And all I heard was work. We just want you to work, work, work. And I think that idea of understanding that URM applicants are there first and foremost to be residents, to be trainees, they're not there to lead your DEI committees and to lead your diversity recruitment efforts. Hmm. Okay. So what do you think that... um program directors should take from this? And and what should faculty in general take from this about the general experiences of underrepresented minority residents in our current structure? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think there's a few thoughts. Like first, DEI cannot just be a buzzword or just one day that you set aside. It actually has to be a facet that's baked into the department culture, whether it's from, you know, how we promote and support faculty of color, how we support our uh, trainees of color. And that once that culture is really aligned to the DEI values, that will come across in both the official and unofficial communications surrounding residency recruitment. I think another thing to think about is we know that there is such a thing as the minority tax. And so how are we all able to pitch in to DEI efforts and make sure, you know, that it's not just one faculty member being trotted out for every single Zoom day? And then third, and I would say most importantly, is that we have to remember like URM trainees are there to be trainees and to learn how to be emergency medicine physicians. And so, you know, I think ultimately the importance of having a culture of DEI, of having representation among our programs is to ensure that all of our patients, regardless of their background, are receiving good and equitable care. And one of the ways that we can improve the training environment for our URM trainees is to make sure that they're practicing in a learning culture that is truly inclusive and supportive of their learning. What comes next, do you think? Yeah, I'm actually a medical education fellow now at the University of Chicago. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, And we've been fortunate to secure some funding. And so we're in the process of doing a multi-site study kind of about a similar topic related to this. And I think, you know, seeing programs that have diverse residents in kind of different geographic settings hopefully will help us kind of crystallize more common themes, but also pull out maybe like the unique nuances to each site. 
And then hopefully we'll be able to, you know, share some best practices and help other programs who are seeking to build that culture of diversity and inclusion. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Suff, for coming on the podcast and talking about this work. It is very, very important and can't wait to hear what comes next. Thank you so much. We are so grateful to the trainees for giving us their valuable time and I'm happy to have this platform to share our work. Thanks for listening to this month's AEM Early Access. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes at AEM Early Access, all one word. Don't forget to read the full text of this article, available open access from the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal for a limited time. Today's music is by Scott Holmes. I'm Gita Pensa, and we'll see you next time.